But let me just kind of reflect a little bit today because we're celebrating Divine Mercy Sunday. And it's a beautiful time to reflect even on the meaning of Divine Mercy Sunday. Because if you remember way, way back in the late 70s when John Paul II, Karwatiwa, was named Pope, one of the first things he did was to name this Sunday as Divine Mercy Sunday. And if you remember, it was associated with St. Faustina. And of course, being a priest, I decided, you know, I want to learn all about Divine Mercy Sunday, and I'm going to read all about Sister Faustina. And I still didn't get it. I understood, and I kind of felt it enriching, but it didn't kind of all come together. And it was a few years later, during this very gospel, John's chapter 20, that I realized I had missed the whole point. John Paul II, our Saint John Paul II now, was basing it on the gospel, not just on Sister Faustina. Faustina was basing it on the gospel, and she was writing about it. So the gospel as we hear today is, it is to help reveal to us who God is. And there's a beautiful saying that captures this Sunday. To see, to have eyes, to see the spirituality of the risen Lord. In order to understand and to even see what this Divine Mercy Sunday means to us, you have to get into the Gospel of John. John is a beautiful writer, but he doesn't write in the 21st century language. He, high, he writes in a very high, not just analytical, but in, in an allegorical way. Even the beginning of his gospel, he says, in the beginning was the word. And if we take it literally, the word, what is the word is the word of God, but he's also talking on, about the beginning was God. Today, the very first line and the very first word we hear is, on the first day. The first day means something to John. It means a new day, a new week something new happening, a new creation. So we know it's something different is going to happen. And on this first day, the disciples of Jesus were gathered together in fear, locked behind closed doors. So we kind of understand it. We know what it's like. We've experienced it for these last few months or year, where we all had to lock ourselves in. And sometimes it was out of fear. But the disciples were out of fear for their lives too. And sometimes we have to understand what it means to lock ourselves in spiritually. When we lock ourselves in spiritually, we cut ourselves off from everything. We hide. And the example of that to understand what John, the imagery, why he uses those words, is only to look at Genesis. 
Adam and Eve, our first parents, what was the first thing they did when they realized they were sinners? They hid themselves from God. And we are no different. We can hide ourselves from God. We can lock ourselves away from God. And that's what John is getting at in a spiritual way. We're hiding. And yet as they are locked away out of fear, Jesus breaks through. He comes into the room, appears to them. So the same with us. Even when we're locked away, even when we're hiding, Christ can come into our lives. That's the story of the saints. The ones who had a major conversion in their life will tell you, God came into my life. Christ came into my life. He changed it. Anybody who's gone through any kind of addiction will tell you, my life was changed. I'm no longer afraid. God comes into our lives. So we hear about that. And what does Jesus do to his disciples when he appears to them? The first thing he shows them is the wounds in his hand and in his side. That reflects our spiritual wounds. And what are our spiritual wounds? Our sinfulness, our pride. What has put those wounds in the hands and side and feet of Jesus? but sinfulness, the jealousy, the hatred, the vengeance, the violence. So even our own sinfulness, we hide and we have those spiritual wounds. How does Jesus then address his disciples? I love the word in Hebrew, shalom. Peace be with you. And what is that peace? It's a peace beyond our understanding. It's a peace that Jesus says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives you peace, but the peace that I give you from me. So this is a very powerful peace. It transforms us. And then we hear about that Jesus breathes on his disciples. Breathe from again, Genesis, means to give life. He gave them new life. And he said to receive the Holy Spirit. And then he said something very important, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Again, it reflects in our lives the need for forgiveness, God's forgiveness in our life, the mercy of Christ in our lives. And then, we hear about Thomas at the end of the gospel. Thomas, the doubting Thomas. And what does he say when the disciples say, we have seen the risen Lord. I will not believe until I put my finger into his hands and my hand into his side. Thomas is locked away in his own world. There isn't a spirituality because he has locked it away. There isn't an openness to the shalom that God wishes to offer him. But then Jesus comes and appears to him. And he says, Thomas, come here and put your finger into my hand and your hand into my side. 
Thomas doesn't do that. He says, my Lord and my God. So what we hear, faith is a gift. It's not something that Thomas could work out rationally. It was something he had to receive from Jesus. Thomas, come and put your finger into my hand. And he said, no, Lord, my Lord and my God. He came to believe. So on this Divine Mercy Sunday, it is a reminder to all of us that the mercy of God is a very important gift to receive. And it's also a reminder to us not to cut ourselves off from that spiritual gift, that spiritual grace that Christ gave his disciples on this day. So Divine Mercy Sunday is about being and seeing the living Christ in our midst. Not because we understand it, but because we believe it, because we experience it with his mercy and love in our daily lives. You hear that in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. You hear it in the second reading, where the love of God transforms us. And the most powerful gift of God's love is his shalom, his peace, that he offers us, especially in our brokenness, in our isolation, when we, in a sense, cut our spiritual lives off from ourselves. Let us not be afraid. Let the peace of Christ continue to enrich us and help us, above all, to know and love the Lord. But to see the spirituality of the risen Lord is a gift to be shared, to be lived, and above all, to be treasured. Amen.